So, hey, Rick, man, you know what's awesome? What's that, buddy? Going to the mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not but <laughs> now now it's 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 so not but um now nah, this my, my my daughter i was i was looking scrolling through uh instagram or not instagram just some website that was like abandoned places and there was this gallery of all these abandoned malls mm -hmm. and um a lot of them have been torn down but um and I'm familiar with the abandoned mall concept because we had written that book a couple of years ago about the haunted abandoned mall. Um, but my daughter was just fascinated. She was looking at it and stuff. And, and, and she's like, where are these places? And I was like, baby, they used to be everywhere. Like that used to be where kids went, you know, it's like, we didn't have the internet. We didn't, you know, and, uh, she, she was like, well, show me pictures of them when they were new. So I pulled up a, a just, you know, an, a Google search image gallery of, of malls from the eighties with the arcades and the, yeah all the different stuff. And she was, she was just in love. She was just like, Oh my God, this looks like the coolest place in the world. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it did have its, it certainly had its special place in the hearts and minds of people our age. Um, because if it pretty much you, we were all mall rats. Yeah. To some extent, I mean, um, it was, especially if you lived in in the South, where it's hot as all hell, and you don't have some kind of a creek or a lake to go play in, you went and hung out in the mall because it was air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, watched movies and played video games and stuff. So, you know, yeah. in, in the what's awesome sort of stuff. Let's talk about yeah. the mall, man. <laughs> it, it, it was it was kind of everything at the time. Um, unfortunately. The closest one to me was an hour away, but you would uh, wake up in the morning, jump in the car. You know, this is back when Becky and I were in our teens, and you went to the mall, and you pretty much stayed there all day. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you're you're hitting all the places, you're eating the the in the in the court, the food court, and it was just an experience that you didn't get anywhere else. And another cool thing about it is we would go to Jackson, which, like I said, is about an hour away. And Jackson had a had a pretty good sized mall. It was called the the Old Hickory Mall, and uh, they had a Sears store in there. And my great uncle worked for Sears for years, so we'd always stop and see him for a while. And so it just brings back a bunch of family memory memories as well. But yeah, man, it, it's it's really hard to make a different generation understand the impact of the mall life because now everything is so instant and mm -hmm. you know back then it was you know you went there you looked for the new cool things you you went to camelot music you know and uh -huh. uh, you know so i'm sure we'll talk about those as we go along but it was a it was an event and uh every movie that you watch from that time that was a teen movie they're hanging out in the mall Mm-hmm. Very much. Well, and, I, you know, that's one of those things because one of my, you know, so, so my earlier memories, just being a little child, um, when we moved away, when I guess when I was, hold on. She walking oh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was a little kid, um, my aunt, my one of my aunts and uncle lived across the street and then my other aunt lived like two blocks away so uh, my mom and my two aunts would get in the car um this is this is how young i was um it, it took there, there there was a like a stop sign and then a straight and then a turn either right or left to get to my aunt's house and when I was a little kid, I thought that the turn signal literally meant we're almost there. Like that, <laughs> that like, like we're, we're here, you know, like the turn yeah. signal meant cause she was tur turning at the halfway point because yeah. whatever. Uh, but every day, like every day, every other day we'd go to the mall and, um, that, uh, the, 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 
We Are Family. I got all my sisters and me. They used to sing that together, going to the mall, you know, <laughs> the, and like they're all in their early 20s. I was born like when my mom was 19 or 20 years old, something like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, we'd go over to the mall and they would just shop all day yeah. and there's food courts and water fountains and toy stores and, you know, all kinds of mess that was just, uh, so yeah, I mean, when, when you're, when you're a little kid, that's just kind of like a, a big part of your world. And then whenever you get a little bit older, a, you know, some cultures have, you know, some kind of a painful ritual for, for, uh, Americans in the eighties, being able to be at the mall by yourself without your parents was oh, a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the first, the first time that you can get your parents would just drop you off with your friends and you could just go to the mall without supervision. That was a milestone right there. Yeah. Um, again, like not anymore. Cause <laughs> like, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to drop you off the mall. My daughter would be like, why? Like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> well, even with school trips. So I remember us going to the Mid-South Fair. And included going to the Mid-South Fair was we're going to the Memphis Mall. I mean, it was <laughs> that big of a, it was just as big of a deal to go to that as it was to, to go to the World's <laughs> Fair, you know. And the the thing is, this, this is why it sticks out in my mind so much. is because, well, unlike the Internet... You were only exposed to what was right there in front of you. You didn't know that other things existed unless you physically could see them in front of you that was to purchase. Mm -hmm. you know. And this is where I saw my first pair of sunglasses that had paint splatters all over them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I bought them, and I thought those were the coolest things ever invented. So it's amazing how that trip to the mall... Is that thing that that sets you up with these? The, you do you think you found the newest, coolest thing? And uh, yeah, they were they were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, dude, we we um like being a little kid going to the mall. My grandparents would come into town, and my my dad used to joke that if my grandparents had you know like had their way, like some people would travel and go to different battlefields or historical places or houses or museums my grandparents would tour the world's malls because they would just love them all they'd go to a yeah. mall and just you know just dig in for hours and uh so you know getting bigger you know you've got so many cool things like you mentioned like camelot music you know like a, a, oh, yeah. a bona fide record store yeah and um you know it's like these, these certain things that that have gone by the way because it's just so easy on Amazon. It's like digital and streaming is just so simple yeah. um, that you, you forget a couple of things, like the thrill of the hunt. Like, yep. okay, what do they have? And then, you know, if you're, if you're like me, because I always read liner notes, and we've talked about music so much, so I don't want to turn this into a music show, but, you know, it's like you couldn't just – you didn't have the music um, genome where if you like a certain tempo and certain, you know, yeah. tonal qualities that the, the, the computer would just find bands for you. You had to read liner notes and find out who those bands toured with and, and figure out like what they liked and what influenced them in order to find something that was similar that you liked. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you'd go to the music store and you'd flip through the racks. You know, you just flip through records and tapes and CDs. And yep. sometimes they'd have it on one uh, one format or another. Um, like when CDs really started taking off, you know, and, you know, cassettes were kind of on their way out, you'd buy a CD and then you'd buy a uh, box or, you know, a, a, a pack of, of tapes. Right. And then tape the CD onto the cassettes. Um <laughs> So you, the, the, so you could take it around and play it on everything else that was not a standalone CD player at the time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you put it, you can have one in your car. You have it in your Walkman or whatever. <laughs> but the but the you know the CD format was the that yeah. I mean that was where it shined. You know you put a CD in, press press record, makes mixtapes, whatever. But going to the music store, yeah, and it was always great because, um, and that was also one of those things like you always wanted to work there. Yeah, you know it's like. 
like if I could like if I could get my first job, it wouldn't be at the grocery store stocking milk. It would be at the Absolutely. record store because that's where the cool kids Absolutely. are. And so you, uh, <laughs> and you share your nerdness over you know knowing all the 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 inside news of the bands and you know get to hear tracks that you know you didn't realize were somebody else's. You know the remakes and I mean just. You know, the whole world of that was always something I was interested in. I do remember, because of the way it was written out, when the first time I saw it, I thought it was said cram a lot. Because <laughs> they, they had that, like, English C at the beginning, but it had the little crook on the top, and it looked like an R, a little bitty R. By the, so I yeah. thought it was cram a lot when I first saw it. <laughs> but uh, I remember walking in there for the first time, because before that, all the other record shops I'd been to was either like a Walmart or a mom and pop kind of shop, right? Mm-hmm. So walking in the, to cram a lot, <laughs> and there's I don't know a hundred people in there picking out music, and I'm just amazed. I mean, this is like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And they had it's the first time I've seen a place where you, they had like the top one hundred songs on 45s on the wall mm-hmm. and, oh wow yeah i mean they had the That's... top 100 that were being played on the radio in 45 formats on the wall and it was numbered it would let you know where i mean so i guess i'd hate to be the guy that had to change that every week right right <laughs> <laughs> like like an old school scoreboard <laughs> but what was cool is they and this is this is just that early memory stuff man this is before my my big jump into full-blown cassettes but i bought they had a thing where you bought three 45s for i don't know three bucks or something like that and it's just amazing how your the details remain because i remember walking out of there and i had a copy of promises promises by naked eyes <laughs> uh, africa by toto and she's a beauty by the tubes you know that's that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, so I was like, "Woo!" Yeah, I got, and I did make another trip later and picked up three more, uh, mainly because uh, I heard "Putting on the Ritz" <laughs> by Taco, <laughs> ended up getting that on forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> but Camelot was it, man. Camelot, I thought, was the coolest thing ever, till I saw a Sun Coast. Mm-hmm. The movie theater, the movie store, man. Yeah. See, we had we didn't have. Uh, I guess we might have had Camelots, but we had Sam Goodies here. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, exact same thing. It's yeah. a it's a music store. Um, I remember they'd have they they had uh, all of their walls were were cassettes, and the cassettes were stacked yeah. vertically. Yep. Uh, in those in those little cassette holder things. Yes, yeah. the plastic. Um, the, the plastic that, to, yeah. to keep them from stealing. <laughs> and then they had CDs. And you remember when CDs uh, used to come in the long boxes. Yep. Uh, so it was, I mean, it was similar to an album cover. I didn't, I don't, mm-hmm. I, even, even when I was very little, like, I, I like understood like the record sleeve because the record sleeve with all the, the, the pictures and, and everything on it acted as a storage solution for your record. Yeah. But the CD thing, it's like it was more of just a, a space filler for the rack. But it would have like, you know, like if you look at a CD and you see the album cover and then it slips into that other plastic over thing and it had a much more detailed cover and sometimes lyrics on the back. It was really neat, right. but I always yeah. threw them, I always got rid of them. Well, you, Never try held to, on to them. you try to keep them, but they get damaged or, you know, I, yeah. I, I still think I got a few folded and put back somewhere, but. You know, I, I think it was that thing of, you know, here's another format. Everybody always complained about eight tracks and cassettes because you didn't get the bells and whistles that you could get in an album. You know, being a Kiss fan, there was nothing more disappointing than, you know, Kiss Alive 2 had a big book that folded out. It had all this extra stuff. It had Kiss tattoos <laughs> that you could put on. <laughs> and you buy the cassette, guess what? You don't get Jack, you know? Right, you got nothing. And, you know, and you know that album is known for opening it up, and there's a shot of them raised up in the air and all the explosions, kind of like saying, can your band do this? You don't get any of that with the cassette. And I think a CD, in the early days, they still hadn't totally wrapped their heads around, hey, we could take all that stuff that's in the album, just make a smaller version of it, and put it inside the actual jewel case. They got smarter about that as they went along. 
I guess because it seemed like with the cassette boom, it got to where it was about having all the lyrics, which were mm-hmm. so small <laughs> that you couldn't read them anyways. But, uh, but oh man, but I remember the days of just laying on my bed, folding those oh, lyrics yeah. out, listening and reading. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like you mentioned, Suncoast. Suncoast was oh. like... That, that was like, a, like a, a mirror image of the record store. It was just movies. So once yeah. you got done, you know, going through the record store, you go down the hall a little bit, and there was everything on Laserdisc and and uh, VHS. VHS. Yeah. And they always had those badass cardboard cardboard stand ups yep. for the uh, for the movies coming out. So you'd get them like I, I I had one in my room for a long time. It was a uh, life size RoboCop for RoboCop Two. Wow. Um. Yeah. I wish I had held on to that thing because I mean it was huge. I don't know where I would have like through all of my apartments and 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 party houses and stuff. I don't. They wouldn't have survived without a mustache or something. But it was still pretty awesome. Man. Uh, but yeah, I had a, a RoboCop uh, standee that I got, and uh... man, I, I spent a mint <laughs> in Suncoast. Man, I, I've still got a stack of old VHS. Pretty much bought every Godzilla movie that came out that you could buy. That was crap. I think they're even like Good Times versions, right? I mean, they were not good mm-hmm. quality, but that's all you could get at the time, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, every, every week, I'd be spending my paycheck buying old Godzilla movies in really bad <laughs> quality. And uh, yeah, man, that was oh, man, I, that that was it, man. You worked all week long and then Saturday, we drove to the mall, uh, went to the food court. That's the only place that we saw a Chick-fil-A was in the mall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really remember them being out in the world too much. They were always inside yeah. of the mall. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Because now they're everywhere. Yeah. But back then, they were they were that's, not. That's kind of where and they then, were. And you walked out going, why can't you get this somewhere else? Because these chicken nuggets are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you also had, you know, like. You, you obviously you had your anchor stores, so you had your yep. your Sears, your Montgomery Wards, which, you know, my mom worked at Montgomery Wards in the seventies when my dad went in to rent a suit to go to a to a wedding and met my mom. Wow! And that's yeah, so and that's at the Memorial City Mall, which I live like two miles away from right now. <laughs> so um, the Memorial City Mall has survived. Uh, all of the retail collapse. I mean, it's it's still thriving and the parking lot's full every day. So um, even now, in the middle of freaking pandemic lockdown, the parking lot for the mall is packed full. So that that tells you something. But um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude. So like, uh, then you know they had the the big fountains in the middle oh, where yeah. you could throw you know throw throw your pennies in there and get your wishes on. Then you know. Uh, it was always there, and I remember going it. And my mom, like, there's a little the novelty thing where, like, the little little dude would pull down his pants and water would squirt out at uh, Spencer Gifts. Spencer's, yeah. You know, Spencer's. I mean, and then of course, getting older, Spencer's is where you get your Halloween costumes. Oh yeah. Um, they right. for some somehow or another, they probably it was probably a corporate thing, but they had a CD with all of like a whole bunch of B sides and stuff. So you'd go into Spencer's and you'd hear like Radiohead, but it wasn't creep. It was right. some the other track off the record that hadn't, yeah. you know, uh, that wasn't on the radio, but it was in Spencer's. So they were like that kind of underground cool. Man, and they made, were the, made the store even cooler for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd have like all the naughty stuff and then the posters. I oh, mean, yeah. like, yeah. um, I think I think most of the T-shirts that I wore came from Spencer's at some oh, yeah. point because they were always like that little side of risque and just kind of a little bit rebellious and you know band shirts and stuff like that and yeah. uh, always I mean you you spent your paycheck at Suncoast I I was probably dropping drop, dropping uh, bills at at, uh, at Spencer's a I bit spent, more I spent my share there too man <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Then, you know, you'd go to the movies, you know, so that was always fun because you'd go yeah. to the movies and see something like Batman, like an 89, you know, it's like I, yeah. I posted on the on the forum that one day about uh, I'd been to big movies before, right? Like, but but 
in 88, 89, that's whenever we moved back to Houston. So a lot of movies, a lot of blockbusters I'd seen had been past their prime, like, because by the time my parents would get around to wanting to go drive the half hour over to Corpus to watch the movie, they weren't going to go wait in a line for it. <laughs> like, right. Especially when they've got two kids, they're like, Hey, we're just, you know, or they got a babysitter and left me at home. Right. So like Batman, which, you know, hit me right at that right spot. Cause I was like 13 years old. So, you know, you've got, you got Kim Basinger in there, just like, like oh, yeah. smoking hot. And then you got Batman just being super cool with Jack Nicholson. You know, you didn't know him yet. Like I didn't know him from sure. all of his other movies, yeah. but I knew he was a big deal and he's just knocking it out of the park with the Joker. You go watch Batman and then you walk through the mall and that merchandising monster Oh yeah. I mean, every store had Batman stuff. Yeah. You know, Spencer's had the posters and the baseball hats and the t-shirt. Like it was, it was really like going to Disney World at the time, you know, because you ride right. the roller coaster and come off the roller coaster and there's a shirt for the roller coaster and you're like, I'm, I want this. Right. So, um, you walk by the music shop and they've got the Batman soundtrack, you know, cover up on the window or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, and, it was, and, it was and they in did full a good swing. One. Oh, yeah, because Batman had two soundtracks. Yeah. It had the Prince soundtrack and it had the Danny Elfman Danny score. Elfman. Yeah. So, so you had to buy two CDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah, to, to, again, to be that, you know, that preteen teenager in, in, you know, 1989, whenever that movie came out, and to just get the full, they knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Great American Cookie Company is selling that. Oh. Batman-shaped uh, cookies. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, man, because the first time I ever walked in the, you know, you it's that's one of the first things you would see when you'd walk into the, the mall we went to. And I just remember the first time I walked in, I was probably, let's see, 11 years old. And this is, I, I'd never been to a mall before that. And when my mom remarried, uh, he suggested we go do shopping for my school clothes at the mall, which was something we never did before. We always did like outlet stuff, you know, around mm -hmm. close to home. So yeah, that, that, that first trip, man, I remember walking in there and seeing the cookies and just thinking, you mean you can make a cookie as big as a pizza? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Right. So, I mean, Dude. Yeah. And they used to have free samples. I don't know if they knew now, <laughs> but it used to be you should walk by and get a sample and then like, turn your hat back around the other way and walk in the other direction. <laughs> it just, just the concept, man. I mean, this is, and this is kid logic, but Hey, you know how to make a chocolate chip cookie even better. Let's put some icing on it. And you're just mm -hmm. going, yep. how did we never think of this before? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Then you had, you know, Walden books or B dogs. Oh, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times both. You know, like yeah. you'd have one at one end of the mall and the other with the other. So, you know, it's like comic books, paperbacks, magazines. So, again, you know, you're kicking, kicking, you know, walk out of Batman. Now I need to get some Batman comics. And then there's like the souvenir Batman uh, magazine that's like kind of a companion to the movie. There's a novelization. Right. So, <laughs> you know, like you're just walking. Like I said, it's just like Disney World. You got the hat. You got the shirt. You got the bags full of the Batman loot, and like everywhere you go in the mall, it's it's. Well, it's see what well, you're you're the guy that was looking at that, but I'm the guy that was like three shelves down from you with the mullet and tore up jeans that was looking at Hit Parader. Oh, dude, <laughs> I was absolutely looking at Hit Parader, man. I, dude, I had I I wish I would have kept them. I used to have a stack of of got, rock and heavy metal. I've, like I've still like, got some, man. Cir circus hit parader yep. um metal uh, edge metal edge oh yeah and well and i like i had a stack of them but i also pull the pictures out and hang the hang the pictures oh, yeah. on the wall oh yeah um those those were so cool i read those articles like you say you, you read the liner notes but then you'd also read the articles and yeah. they're always cutting up and doing doing yeah. crazy stuff and the articles are so great and then it was it was later couple of years when i was you know started reading like guitar world yeah and those were awesome because they had a tablature in the middle so you could right. learn how to play the song and it would be like some some new something or other that's on the radio and then like wish you were here and yeah. so it's like the new thing that's on the radio is pretty easy 
something you can learn with the three or four chords you know, but then you go to Wish You Were Here, and it's a whole lot harder. But oh yeah, it's it was like getting a thousand piece puzzle. You're sitting there being like, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna work on this. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, the bookstores, man. Because I mean, again, just just the whole experience, being able to walk in one store and out of the other, then and they were just totally different worlds and and for the longest time you weren't used to that you were used to like i said a, a walmart or a back in the day it was a ben franklin's i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. ben franklin's or not but mm-hmm. kmart you know so those kind of shops so now you're going into specified you know stores and uh crap man i mean every time you walk by you know Frederick's of Hollywood, you're you're looking in there, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just in no. case somebody's trying something on. <laughs> well, that's another thing, because that's where all the girls hung out, too. Not oh, at Frederick's sure. Hollywood, of course, but, you know, you'd be at the mall, and even if you didn't have any money, because I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. like, I've gotten, I, I got in trouble, um, <laughs> because, like, I didn't have any money. And so I couldn't call my parents to come tell them to pick me up. So they're all like, well, where have you been? I'm like, I've been at the mall. I'm like, why didn't you call us to come pick you up? It's like, because my dad's like, you, it's like, you stick a quarter in your shoe. You always at least have money to call home. And I remember, I remember that being such a bitch because I got the quarter. And then it's like two months later, they raised the rate to 35 cents in the mall. <laughs> Because there was there was uh, kids just hanging around like using the payphones and they were they there was like some scandal thing thinking like because they they actually the, the actual payphone rate went to thirty five cents like five or six years later, but the mall raised the rate because they were worried about kids selling drugs because drugs of course was was bad and the news ran a thing it's kind of like Satan in the eighties where it's like it's like. You know, are your kids listening to music? They're probably Satanists. Like, if your kid's <laughs> hanging out in the mall, then they're they're probably buying drugs. So the mall well, raised the. <laughs> so I'm still trying to think of the logic there. Hey, these kids are selling drugs, so we might as well get our portion of it. Let's jack up the the phone price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not as con- it's not as convenient to use the phone whenever you have to put in more coins than a quarter, I guess. But yeah, then but if, just... you, if, if you're a kid selling drugs, then an extra coin is probably not a problem. But you're really hurting that's... the kid down here that's trying to buy the Batman stuff. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just remember it was like, so it, it was, you know, dad got all mad at me because, like, you know, it's just like over overstaying your curfew or whatever. Right. It's like, where have you Where have you been? You were supposed to mow the lawn. I'm like, oh, you know, it didn't really do much. He's like, <laughs> he's like uh, so always you... on a court. When you think about all that and you think about this scenario you're talking about with the, the selling the drugs and stuff, can't help but think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, oh. the, you know, the guy that's selling the tickets and all that stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. it's that guy. You're the reason yep. the rates went up. <laughs> yep. Well, and dude, you mentioned Fredericks of Hollywood, and yeah. now you just mentioned the guy scalping tickets. Yeah. So when I wanted to go see a concert, oh yeah, we had to go to the lingerie section. So it wasn't the lingerie section of Foley's. <laughs> What was was the customer service department where you'd go for your returns, you know, all of all of their 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 central customer service department was in a spot, and then they remodeled the floor and put all the ladies' underwear in front of this customer service department. So every Saturday morning at eight a.m., whenever uh, Ticketmaster would open, you'd have all of these metalheads lining up to buy tickets to like Marilyn Manson. But they'd have to go through the ladies' laundry <laughs> section to get there. <laughs> and so I remember many a many a time standing in that line, like waiting, waiting to buy my tickets. And there was always, you know, it's like just like it's just the anachronism. There's some old lady and she stand behind the counter and she she, you know, all dressed smartly in her little pantsuit. Oh, and yeah. she'd be like, she'd, she'd pull up the thing and you'd be like, you'd be like, come on, man, these tickets are going to sell out like super fast because scalpers were bad back then. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I want to go see, what was we going to go see? Like, like, like Aerosmith or, or, or Van Halen or something. Van Halen sold out from under me. My friend bought his tickets and then they were sold out when oh, I tried to buy man. them. Yeah. So it was like that kind of, but the person in front of you would be like, okay, you want to see who, who? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The who, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that so would have like some like mega death. Right. Like, it would be it would be something like like morbid angel, and she'd be sitting there like <laughs> typing it in with one finger each. So, so here, so here <laughs> you go. Here's your tickets to Gorps Grinder. I hope you have right. a good time. Exactly, <laughs> precisely. That. And we'd all just laugh because it was just like. Like she probably is going to church tonight just to watch being around us off. <laughs> just the fact that she had to type those words, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, going to the mall that was I mean that was that was central. That's where yeah. you got your concert tickets. Yeah, that's where you saw your movies. I mean, it was a hub. Uh, right. That's where you. That's well, you know that's where my parents met. Like I didn't. I met my wife in a bar, but uh, <laughs> but that's because we were both working there. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, at some point then, things got a little bit homogenized. Sure. Where now, that mall that I tell you is still open. It's 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 open and busy. But there's a Target on one end, and there's like a Macy's on the other end, and everything in between is women's clothes. Yeah. There's no bookstore. There's no toy store. There's no video store. There's no music shop. Um, there's no novelty shops. There's no Spencer's Radio Shack. Even Radio Shack's gone. You know. Oh yeah. Like everything's gone. So it's just like. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, kind, it, this, this, and <laughs> this you place see, kind of sucks. You you kind of see it in in your people that. You know they hate the digital format of anything, music, movies, and stuff. They want that tangible thing that you can hold. That really goes back to this exact experience because. Shopping is so convenient now, which is great, mm-hmm. but you're you're missing that event, right? That tangible thing, walking up and grabbing, you know, the new cassette and checking it out before you buy it and all this stuff. You know, they they've got posters of it hanging down because it's this new album and it's supposed to be really great, and you're holding it in your hand. You're like, oh wow, I wonder what this song sounds like. Where now everything is so instant, so. Uh, to me, that's so much of what we hear with people reacting to this stuff because it takes that nostalgia away from you. And it's sad because you can't really make anyone that hasn't experienced it understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't make them understand the excitement of, you know, hey, there's this restaurant in the food court called Sapporo, <laughs> and it looks like really good pizza, you know? Mm-hmm. And had a buddy buddy of mine worked there, man. And uh, I remember uh, I he was like six or eight months older than me, so I wasn't old enough to get a job yet. And we were like, man, we need to get jobs so we can buy music, you know, like that kind of a thing. <laughs> it's like it's like we need to get jobs so we can get stuff. And he went up to borrow and just asked for an application. The guy's like, when can you start? And he's like, I'm gonna start right now. He's like start right now we're we're, <laughs> wow. we're short-handed um come on back here let's get your you know get your hands washed up and let's show you how to how to do it and i remember because he and i were sitting at the table we had ordered a slice of pizza and he got taken back and i'm sitting there just being so <laughs> jealous and i'm 15 years old and i'm like so jealous that like that should have been me because where are the pizza place where do the girls go like, yeah, I right. stand there and get eat free pizza all day long and get paid, and then go dump my paycheck off at Sam Goody's and, and Spencer's. Right. Like that's the life right there. Um, so you had to take your chances at Panda Express, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't get a job. Like I, I finally, I, when I did turn sixteen, actually, I was I was still fifteen, I think. Um, my dad talked to the manager of our little grocery store. There's a little grocery store right outside of our neighborhood and it was continental finer foods. And my dad, because I was bugging my dad constantly, I was trying, it was summertime. And my dad was like, like mow yards. I'm like, dude, it's hundred degrees outside. I don't want to mow any of the yards. I want to go work in the mall. And he was like, he's, but anyway, he finally, he, he talked to this guy. He was like, Oh, Hey, you know, if you hiring, my son's looking for a job. And dude's name was Johnny. He's like, well, when does the, uh, when does he turn 16? He's like September. He's like, Okay, I can bring him in and get him trained and kind of sort of off the books for, you know, a couple of months. And so I got to start working in the grocery store, second groceries, stocking beer and milk in the back and, you know, just yeah. kind of do a general knock around. And they paid me in cash, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 
then when I turned 16, I filled out all the paperwork and actually started working there. But yeah, so I was working in the grocery store and my buddy was working at Sabaros around the corner and, uh, you know, in, in the mall. Or, but, uh, yeah, dude, they would cash the paycheck right there. So, you know, it'd be Friday, you get your paycheck yeah. and you could cash it for like two bucks. And yeah. so they just cash you out. And cash it. Grab you some food while you're there because you're going to get a discount on it. Then you go down to Camelot or the video mm-hmm. store. You buy your stuff. And then you go hang out in the mall for a few hours. I mean, in the, yep. the arcade for a couple of hours. That's it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we 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 talked about the arcade. Oh, yeah. um, the, the Memorial City, the one that we had um, back then, we had three arcades in it. It's a pretty big mall. Yeah. But we had three. We had the movie theater arcade. Uh, on one end of the mall and on the other end of the mall we had a it's kind of a grown-up arcade it was called green's game room and it was open until midnight and it had its own entrance from the outside of the mall so when the mall closed you come in this way yeah. and that's where all those elite like street fighter players would go and, and like line up quarters and <laughs> and uh then we had the what was it called? The Tilt? I mean, we had a Tilt, but that was in the other mall. But there was another one that was on the other opposite. Because if you're looking at the mall from the from the top, it looks kind of like a cross. So you have yeah. one end and the other, and then this end and this end. And there was like three arcades. And, uh, oh, man, you couldn't you couldn't spit without hitting a Mortal Kombat machine. It was right. – <laughs> like, yeah. And we were in there dumping quarters, like ripping people's heads off. It was – it was amazing. <laughs> well, J- Jackson had one one arcade that it outgrew really fast, and then they just started setting the games out in the actual hallways of the mall. So you'd just be walking by, you know, here down here by J.C. Penny. Hey, here's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, nice. just out there in the, in the middle, you know, right across from KB Toys, you know, no less. <laughs> KB was awesome, too. KB was the shiz, man. <laughs> <laughs> K- KB was, was great. Um, first time I walked in one, they had one of those big Rodans hanging down from the ceiling, like the one that you see the kid has in Creepshow. Mm-hmm. Always wanted one of those. I never got one, but I was like, you know, I walked in, I saw that, and I was like, this store is for me. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, dude, we we were still, uh, I was still hanging out in KB when I was in high school. Like, oh, sure, you know, toy. Like, like I, I'm not even into toys anymore, but man, they got some cool stuff. And then I yeah. like had all kinds of really neat novelty stuff, little little magic tricks and games and stuff that, that was kind of up at the front by the registers, like all those little weird like slime and that oh, stuff yeah. that farted when you squeezed it, and you know, yeah. like all kinds of fun stuff there. <laughs> and I love KB. I was into and, the all the uh, the battery powered electronic games of the time you know mm-hmm. i remember buying oh yeah little... and they sold video games oh and... yeah yeah so but yeah i mean it, it was just it was incredible to walk in there and the whole store is nothing but toys you yeah know, and, and again you're coming from you've only been to department stores that you know or are your walmarts and stuff so you get two or three aisles whereas here <laughs> you got you know a whole store just dedicated to it so amazing mm-hmm. yeah i miss toy stores man like, especially, I feel bad because, like, with my kids, because I got two girls. So you go to, like, Target. You know, they got a pr- Target of all of the places has, like, the best toy selection. Hmm. But you got, you got like, a row of baby stuff and a row of girl stuff and then, right. like, five rows of boy stuff. So it's it's leveled itself out now because the stuff they're into is not as much as – not as toy-centric. Right. So like my my older one is starting to get more into music and books. So for her, she you know a present to her is like a half price books run or a or a or a Barnes and Noble or a music store. Yeah. Um, in fact, right now she's on me because she I promised her I would burn her. She she wants me to burn her uh, Iron Maiden. She wants yeah. to, uh, She's like <laughs> she's like Dad, will you will you please burn me the because I've got the uh, that somewhere back in time that's yeah. just like the, all the greatest hits. She's like, she's like, you said you were going to burn it for me. And I've almost been just kind of putting it off because um, it's like my nine-year-old little girl is going to be sitting in there jamming to lyrics like, you know, 
It's like, we're going to kill the unborn in it. <laughs> in the womb. And it's like, she, she, she knows these words and she sings them. And I'm like, well, I can't leave two minutes to midnight off because she'll notice. But I also don't want her like friends coming over. Right. <laughs> and like, man. <laughs> she goes to school and she goes, you take my life, but I'll take yours too. <laughs> yeah, the trooper. What are you singing? Like, oh, dude. Um, six, 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 the number of the beast. <laughs> she, dude, that, 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 that record comes on in the car. Both of my kids in perfect harmony, like, can I play with madness? And my <laughs> wife just looks at me like, and I'm like, hey, man, it, it's, it's. <laughs> There's just some things you have to do as a parent, man. I mean, then this is one of them, right? Yeah. Because I never will so, forget, we were sitting in a house one day and my daughter came through. She's maybe 15 coming up on 16 she just walks through and says i love iron maiden i looked at my wife and i said my job here is done (laughs) well i told you i told you i was reading that uh uh autobiography of of bruce dickinson yeah and it's it's so cool because on the one hand he drinks a lot of beer but he does he's he's not wasted all the time and he explains that he 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 couldn't really partake in a lot of the stuff that everybody else did because of the fragility of his voice. He's like, I work yeah. really, really hard yeah. to, to do what I do. And he's like, any little thing like sleeping sure. in an air, air conditioned room can throw me off really badly. So yeah. he's like, he's like the drugs of choice, like cocaine can't do them. Anything right. that's smoked can't do it. Anything yeah. that's, you know, he's like, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. So he's sober describing how all of this stuff was while sure. everybody else. But he's like talking, they're doing, doing a, sound check somewhere in canada um and he looks up and he sees a bunch of dudes hanging out in the back of the theater and he's like who are these guys and it's johnny cash and his band and john (laughs) johnny cash walks up and he's like um can i get an autograph my daughter's a huge fan (laughs) i'm like that's pretty cool right (laughs) that's really cool you know we'll we'll have to do us a maiden episode man i mean there's just way too much stuff we can talk about there (laughs) certainly but yeah, well, like you said, things we have to do. You know, if Johnny Cash is going to go show up to a to an yeah. Iron Maiden sound check and sure. get an autograph for his daughter, yeah. in the in the early eighties, then you know, if yeah. Johnny Cash approves, yeah, that's <laughs> so pretty hard I. to argue with, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the video game. So you saw I posted on Instagram. You saw my little watch. The yeah, man, that's killer. <laughs> so. Sometimes these things pop up and you just can't, uh, you can't turn, you know, can't turn them away. But sometimes I think from doing this show and posting stuff on the group, just certain keywords and things, then I get strange advertising. And one of the things popped up and it's like, whoa, it's this, it's this Timex watch and it's the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. And so here's a Pac-Man version of this watch. And I'm like, he's sold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. And so uh, it showed up and I don't know if it's a everyday wear because it's kind of small for my wrist, but it sure is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like when they came out with the Atari 2600 mini console that had all the games built in. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Don't, you don't just like you, you see you, you see the advertisement for it, and you just go like walk through the house and hop in your car. Your wife's like, "Where are you going?" And be like, "Be right back." <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, man, and, and you know, so many things. Again, you can almost have a checklist when you think about the mall stuff. I mean, you you think about arcades, check, Dippin' Dots, check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still the ice cream of the future, <laughs> even though it's like forty years <laughs> old. Hey. They didn't lie, did they? Yeah, well, <laughs> still, still around. <laughs> <laughs> you know the pretzel shop, the cookie shop, uh, Spencer's, Suncoast. I mean, this was the list of the stores you were going to go. Now, in my case, I had one one clothing store that I actually would go check out, and it was a place called Jeans West. Okay. I was really I was really into a lot of their stuff, man. I thought they had some pretty cool clothing for the time, and. uh yeah, that was that was my my clothing store that I would go to, but uh, we had I, we had one called Miller's Outpost that you could get like jeans and shirts and stuff at. But yeah, there was also a lot more stuff for guys back then. So you had yeah. the the different shops like 
not like that was one of those things talking to my daughter because she's like why don't you like going to the mall like let's go it's like it's cool i was like baby it's not it's not there anymore yeah it's like all that stuff that you that that, that we're talking about isn't there she's like she's like why it's like it's all women's clothes and she thinks about macy's and she's like is that why like the whole bottom floor of macy's is women's stuff and then we, we go upstairs then the then half of it's also women's stuff and there's just that <laughs> other little bit that's men's stuff and i was like no yeah. that other half of the top floor a quarter of it's men's stuff and then the other half of that is the housewares and the furniture she's like oh I was like, so you're learning fractions. What? <laughs> How much of that? <laughs> like, that's the only men's stuff in the entire mall. She's like, yeah, yeah I see why you wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> and and again, let's face it, we never went to the mall to get clothes really in in the first place. That was just no. a... if you if you needed clothes, you right. go to the mall. Well, sure, but... you gave you it gave you an ex, another excuse to go to the mall. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, great times. I mean, just. You know, it it brings back so many cool memories. Like I said, that first trip, they had this uh, a little island. You know, those little island stands. They would have it in the middle of the the mall, so it wasn't like a real store. But they'd give them a little, you know, a little hut to work out mm-hmm. of. And this guy was making, you know, personal T-shirts or whatever. And it had this cool Black Panther with a Japanese flag behind it. And I got that put on the back, and then it had a little small print that i had put on the front i mean it's just like it is it is like the greatest day ever that you could go get this customized shirt you're going back to school and you, you're getting this stuff that you know the other kids are shopping around locally where you're gonna all wear kind of the same thing and go to the same shops and you just felt like you were really breaking away from the herd you know going to this other place so it was Absolutely. just it was, it was rare for my area well, I finally got the, uh, I did end up working in a mall several times, actually. Um, I guess, because I, right after, I guess my senior year of high school, I started working at Radio Shack. And it was a part-time gig, and the store was right by my house. So I could literally get out of school. I could walk from the school to the store. I could work from, you know, three to eight, and I could walk home. And it was still kind of daylight, you know, in the in the summer months, and um, be home by like eight thirty, right? Yeah. So like, I, it was it was a good good location, good job. Well, um, I got a call one day because they were what what Radio Shack would do. The way it was structured, it was it was really kind of janky, but it worked out for me really well. Is they would they would hire up for the holidays, but they would take like seasoned people and put them in their busier stores and then they dump the new people on to the neighborhood stores because they didn't they didn't want new people clogging up the works whenever like so if if customer walks into the uh the the store and they're like hey can you help me with this problem that i have like an electronic like a fuse is burnt out or something they didn't want their they're, they're good salespeople to be bogged down by that. So they sure. move people from the outside, from the stores to the malls. So I'm sitting there one day and I get a phone call from my divi- uh, district manager, you know, cause the store calls and I answer the phone and he's like, Hey, you know, how you liking, how you liking working for John? I'm like, eh, you know, it's all, it's all right. What, what's going on? He's like, well, he's like, I was actually calling to talk to you to see if you wanted to work at the Galleria. Well, the Galleria, Houston Galleria is like one of the biggest malls in the country and if you're working on commission basis, you're like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially during the holidays, because people are just walking and stacking stuff up and running a credit card. You don't have right. to talk to them. You just have to ring it. And you're like, <laughs> give, piling me, give me that Casio keyboard and give me a robot. <laughs> yep. No kidding. So I was like, I was like, yes. So I moved from, from the neighborhood store to the Galleria, which was an experience working at that mall at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Cause even though, cause even though we had to be there at like, cause I was working like 12 and 13 hour shifts. I was working from nine to nine every day, which was fine because I was making a tremendous yeah. amount of money. And if I was off, I was hanging out there anyway, because, <laughs> because it was the awesome mall to be at. And I knew people. So, yeah. you know, just, it was a different, different change of scenery from where, uh, so I worked through that holiday season 
I got transferred out of the store after the holidays, worked for another one that I didn't like so much. And then I ended up going to work for the sporting goods store, which was right next to the mall over by my house here. Yeah. It's the sporting goods store since gone. Well, I worked at the sporting goods store for a couple, couple, three years. And then I got crosswise with my boss there and I got pissed. So I went to lunch and I walked across the street and I knew the manager of the radio shack there. And I was like, Hey, are you hiring? She's like, yes. Can you start right now? <laughs> and I was like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> let me walk back over here and quit this job, and then I'll be right back. So I ended up working working at the mall twice, in two different uh, two different radio shacks over uh, the course of a you know couple of years. But uh, in, in in two of the malls that I wanted to work with because they were where all the girls were. Right. It was, it was rad. So uh, and that was that was kind of like right on the tail end. Like that was kind of I worked at that last radio shack at. Uh, I'm gonna say like 97, 98. Hmm. So as soon as I as soon as I left that and I went into the bars and started started doing the marketing gig, and then that's when the malls started to turn over. All those yeah. old all those old fun things kind of started to to shrivel up and go away. So I can yeah. I was fortunate that I was able to work in the mall when all that stuff was still there, and I could be a part of that culture. Yeah. And and. You know, it's and it's weird because it's almost being like you know I was old enough to see certain bands in concert. You know, like saw them when they were on the club shows. I got to work in the mall before it turned into one big, you know, outlet store. Right. Um, you know, so the mall has a very special place in my heart because sure had had a lot of really good times there. Well, look at look at the movies that you and I love, and specifically in the horror genre, and look how many are based in. The malls, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> and you know, one of the greatest horror movies ever made is about people dying and coming back to life and revisiting the mall because that's just what they did, right? Yeah, I love that explanation. It's like, well, why are they here? Because, because well, that's the only thing they really kind of remember is this is where they wanted to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And that says a lot. I mean, I know George gets credit for being a genius on some levels with with that kind of stuff. Some of it he might have planned, some of it may maybe not. And he said, "Oh yeah, that's that's what I meant." But uh, that really hits home, man, because that's where the the country was in that time and age. It was the mall. Mm-hmm. I, I remember at the at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead, how how they're in the helicopter. And they're like, "What's yeah. that?" And they're like, yeah. "Oh." That's one of those huge indoor shopping centers. They right. call it a mall. Like you need that kind of a description. <laughs> but it was that in, in 72? So 71, 72. So they were still pretty new as a concept. No, the... no, Dawn is 79, isn't it? Was it? Yeah. So I thought I thought I thought Night of was 68. So yeah, Night of 68. Dawn it took them is 10 years to make the second 78. one. Wow. Let me check, make sure. <laughs> 78. 78, wow. So it wasn't like the Friday the 13th where they just started churning out the new one while the credits on the first one rolled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of time between his, his flicks, you know, and that, that was always that thing. But anyways, you know, it, it's just the fact of, George saw it coming, knew it was going to be a big deal, and and here we are today still talking about them because it was the hip, awesome place to be. Well, and you saw in Stranger Things, man, they really, yeah, yeah. they they did justice to that entire culture yep. with them. I mean, in that, in fact, that was even, uh, they, they, I mean, it was so thoroughly explored that they even went into the hallways behind the stores yeah which having been an employee there is that that those hallways behind the stores where you can move through like the, the delivery docks and stuff like that right yeah um that's a whole different culture too of just the employees because you step out the back there to, to have a smoke and chat with people uh from the store next door without getting talked to by customers or ask right. directions or whatever so that that in and of itself is a whole other thing whenever you work there um which was neat that you know they they explored that. I mean, they had to because that got them into their elevators and down into their bunker and stuff under the mall. Right. But um, it was nice to see because I remember I was I was a part of that world that I lived in as well. So 
Um, and then they destroyed it. The good old Star Court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep up with Stranger Things? I do, man. I'm I'm it, anxious to see where it goes next. Me too. Um, they've every time because the the first season was awesome. Yeah. Then the difference, but you know, the distance between the first and second season, I was like, uh, watch the second season. I was like, I don't know how they did it because the first <laughs> season was perfect, but yeah. the second season was somehow better. And then same thing with season three. And I think it's because they're so different from one another yeah. that, you know, it's because, uh, it's, I mean, season three was a straight up horror movie. And I mean, some yeah. of those, so, some of those, I mean, you had Halloween two in there, you had Alien, you had so many, like, like, yeah, we're not, we're talking like almost perfect by shot by shot. You know, they, these were not like, like accidental or homages. They were right. Yeah. Like absolutely reconstructed shots to make you be like, ah, the Terminator, you know. Right. But that's <laughs> that that's stuff. how they that's how they hold how they sold the series anyways, because they basically took scenes from their all time favorite movies and kind of pieced them together and created a story out of it. So it's a brilliant idea, and uh, we're just fortunate that it, it showed us the the underbelly and the 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 mall life of the eighties. Yeah, so, totally. and it's, it's it's very accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much fun. There's so much fun. If you if you yeah. guys haven't watched Stranger Things because of yeah. whatever reason, um, put that on your binge list. You will not be disappointed. If you're listening to us and you haven't watched Stranger Things, you're missing out because it's <laughs> it's if you like us, you're it's right up your alley. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, we are bumping up against an hour, so let's. Got any final thoughts on the mall, man? Yeah, you know, I I just talking about this this just makes me kind of want to go back and stand in the sun coast for about three hours, looking at everything in there and saying, yeah, I need that Scarface statue for some reason, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the Princess Leia over there, and you know, it's uh it's amazing that again, it's just the fact of. You didn't see this stuff anywhere else, so you felt like you were seeing how the other half lives, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, like I said, you know, between going there when I was little, hanging out there when I was bigger, you know, the summer the summertime was just full of, of the mall, you know. And it, it was fit in somewhere during the day. You know, you were there every other day or every day or at least a couple times a week, you know, and you'd leave the mall to go swimming and then dry off and then go back over there to watch a movie. I mean, it was just, you were just in it. That was just what you did. And, um, like you say, there was was an entire culture that, that revolved around it. And we all like, whether we knew each other or not, we all have the same and similar experiences because it was pretty homogenized sort of situation. I mean, you had the same stores pretty much in the same, you know, in malls all around the country. So, so kids all over the nation kind of had that same experience, but to to have it be so strangely short lived, whenever you think about what has happened over the last like 10, 15 years, and they're just kind of going away in, in favor of streaming and Amazon and, and stuff like that. That's why, you know, every now and then, like I, I still, as much as I can, like, I like to have, you know, physical product. I like to buy a CD sure. or a, a DVD or a VHS even, which VHS is I get at Goodwill, but often I'll get a, a, a movie for a quarter uh, and it works just fine. And I like the way the old formats look because a lot yeah. of times, especially, I mean, if they get the proper transfer and the Blu-ray treatment, but, like, I've got DVDs of, of some old slashers. You know, Friday the 13th Part 6 is one of them. Yeah. It's like you watch it you watch it on DVD, and it looks like a dude in a mask walking through a, a, a set with, like, rubber plants. Yeah. You throw in the same thing on VHS, and it looks like a psychopath, psychopath walking, you know, because it's just that yeah. proper amount of fuzzy. Right. Um, it's that low-def sort of uh, look that is what the movie was made on and – what it was made for. So um, sometimes whenever you can over, over qualify the format yeah. sometimes ruins the magic. I totally and, agree. Uh, I totally agree. And the, the majority of the movies that I have such a fondness for, uh, 
you know, I'm I'm glad that they put the effort into cleaning it up, but what made this movie popular was not the fact that it needed cleaning up. It was perfect the way that it was. Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw gets a little weaker every time we re-release it because we keep getting the grit out of it. Yeah. You know? And that needs to be gritty because that's... Yeah. I mean, that's... that's I would say... I, I, that is 90% of its atmosphere is how yeah. dirty and just kind of yeah. like... It looks like a found footage piece. It looks like something that got picked up and, and popped in and you're like, what what happened here? Oh, my God. Right. So the more that you clean off, the more it looks too slick, too cool, right. too... Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Well, cool, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and press stop so that we can get on to the next thing. Um, but hit us up on... Uh, on the forums, share your favorite memories of the mall because there's a lot of them. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.